never seen a lame man walk. Never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see. I promise you, I'll change Never seen a canceled death. Never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free. I promise you, I'll change Podcast. How you doing, folks? Glad to have you today. Huh? <laughs> Did you butcher that, or was that me? Uh, it was me. Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> I started. I started out wrong there, but that's all right. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're that podcast. It's Christmas time. Big C, Clint Clark. How you doing, buddy? You ready Man, for I'm, Santa Claus? I am ready for Santa Claus. I think I've got one more present to buy. Um, here's how terrible of a husband I am. This happened today. So I did order Anna, uh, my beautiful bride, ordered her present off uh, off the internets. Package gets shipped here. And I'm like, I look at it and go, hey, I need you to wrap this. Don't look in it, but I need you to wrap this. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> you can't look at it, but. Just stick a bow on top of that box. <laughs> I was going, like, if we didn't have any bows or I was literally going to do that, I was going to put a bow like here. <laughs> or buy like a, or just buy a huge gift bag, you know. Those gift bags are the greatest. You know, it's it's weird. Is it the older I got, the more complicated, and I see it in my kids too. The older they get, the more complicated the presents get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember being like a real, a real young and and wanting a fire truck. That's all I wanted for Christmas. Fire truck, and the big gift, of course, was the fire truck. You yeah. tried to buy me a fire truck, spend that little money on my main present when I was fifteen years old. I would have lost it. Yeah. Like, like you, you know remember? I, uh, all right, I got a question for you. Yeah, this is a big question. Uh huh. Was your family? A Sears catalog family or a JC Penny catalog family? Pretty sure Sears. Positive Sears. We were JC Penny. We were JC Penny. Did you uh now did you dog ear the pages or did would you circle? Okay, I would circle the item, then I would dog ear the pages. Okay, so I didn't I only would circle. But no, I know I doubled up, baby. I doubled up. Okay, you need to double up. I would do the math for my mom. And dad said, look, this is only. Well, see, I was, I was doing it for my, for my grandparents because my mom, when, when I was a little kid, my mom never had any money. So, I mean, I wasn't going to get much from her. So, uh, I would, my grandparents would usually buy me my bigger, or they would help my mom get my bigger gift for me. And I knew that. So I would, 
I would I would circle it. I'd you know, I'd go to my grandparents' house and they'd always have it, you know, and I'd go to each grandparents' house and I would sit in the floor, you know, and I'd go through the toy section. And then my grandma would say, Now I want you to go through the my grandma Johnson, she always wanted to buy me clothes too. So she'd you What's know, the point? Yeah. Yeah, she'd you know, she's like one time I'll never forget, for some reason she wanted to buy me a sweater. And I hate sweaters. Like I gotta as I walk away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why I don't like them because Weezer warned me about them. Weezer. But I remember she bought me like this and she had me pick out a sweater color I wanted or something. Anyway. But yeah, I mean that you know that that's and you know what that song's about, by the way? Mm-mm. Him having a panic attack at a party. Oh, really? Yeah, my wife told me that. So if it, so if it's wrong, no, I, I believe it. Yeah, blame Anna. Like just going yeah. destroy. It. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I and I can't believe I do. Um, yeah. Once again, proving to be a cesspool. So do you do? Uh, did you ever? You never did the Elf on the Shelf with your kids, no. did you? Tom Clark. Tom, no, no, no. Tom Clark would come over and slap me if I did that. Um, yeah, he is a no. He he did his big. I haven't been over there yet, but I have to go over there at least once or twice. I may go tonight, but he did his big Christmas display again this year. Good, good. Yeah, he he gets a kick out of doing it. He had to have a little bit more help than he did this year. This yeah. year, so he's probably you know he probably ain't got many of these left in him. Yeah, I'm not saying death, but be able to go out there and you know put up put up, put everything up. Yeah everything up it just, wired uh, all up all that good stuff yeah, it, it takes you know i work so i can't just go out there and help him yeah like i'd like to but he's so he man but the man loves doing it he just loves like it tickles his heart when people drive by and they go real slow through there yeah like he, he sees that it makes him happy because they're yeah cool. Enjoying this stuff. So if you're in Greenbrier, and normally I would not do this, but I'm going to give my parents' address out. Um, I had no plans of doing this. Um, 18 Hilltop Drive in Greenbrier, Arkansas. Um, kind of over by the second water. There's two water towers in Greenbrier. Did you know there are two water towers in Greenbrier? I did not. I just I, I, I knew one like where Coach Buckner used to live, out like going yeah. towards the house. But yeah, they live over by the um there's a water tower out there. But anyway, 18 Hilltop, fantastic, um, fantastic Christmas light display. Now you'll see you'll you'll see better ones, but you got you gotta keep in mind this was done by one old man with an That's artifact right. <laughs> that that just was nothing more than just bring a smile to someone's face on uh on Christmas. Anyway, I didn't mean to get like talking on Tom Clark there, but the man's always, you know. Always enjoyed decorating for the holidays. I remember he put a he put like a tree and lights on the side of the old cedar siding house. Yeah, and that was uh, and that was that was his first. Now it's like watching an addict whose whose uh, whose addictions got worse through the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of cocaine, Tom Glass lights. Yeah, <laughs> lights. Hey, now there you I mean, could go the other way. There was a guy I went to church with in Camden. This old man, he he passed away a couple years ago, but great guy, but he's real frugal. Okay. Yeah. And he did work on everything himself, you know, but he Jimmy rigged everything he had, you know, he never, 
he never bought anything new. And uh, he had some Christmas lights that he had never taken down. And never, when he, he bought them new, put them up on his house, never took them down. Mm-hmm. Just cheap Walmart lights. They were on his house for 25 years and they were still working. That's amazing. Well, that's the quality they used to make. You you can't get anything from Walmart. I don't know if it's got a guarantee or not. He was, we were talking about that one time. And then uh, he told me he had a hairdryer that he'd had for like nearly 50 years. And I was like, is it like gas power? Does it have a pull crank? You know, and what's crazy is Tom, the, the Tom dad, he gets, he, he gets these lights and stuff half broke. Yeah. And then he fixed them. He told me one day, he goes, if to just replace what I, what he has, if just some jerk would just came up, loaded everything up one night and stole it, mm. he's in about $15,000. You know, now he said, I didn't pay near that for it, but he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he gets it, he gets it half broken fit. And that 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 ability skipped a generation um, because yeah. me and Paul neither one can fix anything. Yeah, but I do know how to hold a flashlight and get verbally abused. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Clint, we got our holy shnikes moment, and this is a pretty good one. You sent it to me the other day. Yeah, uh, I mean, I saw this. I was like, "In there, it's not the only one." So no, go ahead. No. But uh, University of Minnesota. Uh, what, what's the coach's there, there's name, uh, row your boat guy, PJ Fleck. Yeah. He, uh, he's friends with Bo Mattingly. They kind of look alike too. Um, University of Minnesota, they, in, in case you don't know, they've recruited, uh, the quarterback, the Lindsay kid from Fayetteville high, and they pretty much guaranteed him that he would start next year. That was one of the draws that he has. That's why. Uh, you know, he hadn't, he's not looking well. I don't, I don't think Arkansas really recruited him. Uh, there was some talk about Petrino coming in and, and starting to recruit him. And he was like, no, he said, I'm going to stick with Minnesota. And one of the reasons is because, you know, he, they guaranteed him a starting job his freshman year. Okay. Kids good. So in turn, what happened was the starter from this year at Minnesota and the backup have entered the transfer portal. And because no one wants to stay around and be behind a freshman that they've guaranteed the starting job to, or they've already promised the starting job to. Well, apparently their third stringer was going to transfer also. So in order to get him, they but they needed a quarterback to play in their bowl game. Yeah. So they come up with $30,000 of NIL money to get the kid to stay for one game so he would play against, is it Bowling Green they're playing against in the bowl game? Just so they would have a quarterback for the bowl game. What do you think about that, Clip? I'm not shocked. <laughs> I mean, you look two years ago when we played, yeah, two, year, two years ago when we played in the Outback Bowl, how many players from Penn State? Opted out of that game. 
Yeah. I'm not saying Arkansas's best wouldn't have beat um, their best. We also didn't have Traylon Burks. Yeah. Which, I mean, our offense was a, quite a bit. It was like, screw it. Well, I think they were missing like nine starters. Yeah, they were missing a lot. And then last year, fast forward to the um, Liberty Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were pieced together, um, you know. Well, and you and I were talking about before this, you know, if we if we played in a bowl game this year, we'd be without KJ, we'd be without Rocket, we'd be without AJ Green, um, you know, all the guys that are transferring me, out this year. Let me ask you that this, and and I have no way of knowing this, and no one knows the young man's heart. You think of Arkansas is in a bowl game, KJ plays in it, yes or no? Like they go eight and four this year, they're in the um, Music City Bowl. I, I think the same thing would have happened. Well, I, it would have definitely been a different season. I I, I don't know. Well, if, no, it would have been a different season. I think. But, well, you're right. He would have had better stats, and I think he would have tried the, for the NFL. I think if he would have had better stats this year, he would have tried. He would have tried for the NFL. I think he would have played in the bowl game and then tried for the NFL. Yeah, I really. Um, but not not the hand we were dealt. Yeah. Um, well, and to finish up this Minnesota thing, holy Nikes. Yeah, holy Nikes. Thirty G. That's where we're going to. Uh, that's that's what that's that's what we're moving toward. Um, football. Look, folks. College sports are changing right in front of our eyes, Travis, and, and it's it's different. I have to say it; no one else is going to say it, but it's time for someone to do it. It's time for the bowl system to go away. It's it's just time. It's time to put it to bastard. Here, here's the thing: if there was a twelve team bowl, I mean playoff this year, oh yeah, Ole Miss. And Missouri would both be in it. Is the reality of the situation? Ole Miss and Missouri would both. So you can't tell me that on any given year, Arkansas couldn't get in it. Um, or, or can any other school? If Missouri and Ole Miss can do it, with the right schedule, the right momentum, any school can do it. Yeah. Uh, 100%. They play in the toughest conference in the country. Um, and they both played, you know, Ole Miss, I think they played Georgia Tech uh, as their non-conference game, um, which there's really doesn't take much to beat Georgia Tech. Um, I mean, they're just they're not a good team. And the, but you know, Missouri beat Kansas State, so they beat a good Kansas State team. With the twelve team playoff, there is no point to having bow games anymore. Between the vacuum cleaners emptying, um, so sorry for the noise. But there's just no, there's no with the between the transfer portal, between the transfer portal and the twelve team playoff. There's there's no need there's no need in this because Arkansas is not playing Kansas. Arkansas is not playing Penn State. A shell of a team is playing another shell of the team. Wow, nine times out of ten. No, I, I think. Look, you know me. I'm old school. I like the BCS one and two play each other, and everybody else goes to bowls. That's the way I like the system. I like the bowl system the way it was. But the changes that have been made with the playoff, you're exactly right. The bowls definitely don't matter. Um, they they don't have any serve any purpose. With transfer portal and NIL stuff, 
with kids leaving, you know, used to the bowl system was your, your first time getting ready for the next season. You know, you were, you were, you were kind of, you were going to do th some things a little different kind of, you know, for teams that wasn't in like the chance for a national turn playoffs yeah, or whatever. Celebrate your seniors a little bit, but get, use it for more. Yeah. Use it to, yeah. yeah. You, you got some, you know, especially when they changed the red shirt rule, when you could play a little bit, you know, they play some of those guys. Well, nowadays they're so scared of people getting hurt. They don't even coaches are telling players not to play because they don't want to get them hurt for next season. Well, and Sam Pittman pretty much said, like, if you're going to the NFL, we don't want you playing in the bowl game. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think, well, I look, I love the bowl. I love the bowl system the way it was in the eighties. Okay. When those bowl, when, when players, cause you listen to those players talk that played in the seventies in the sixties and the eighties, they talk about, yeah. Remember when we got the blue bonnet bowl championship. Now to us, the blue bonnet bowl was a laughing stock. Right. But to them, it mattered something. It mattered to them. And it was a big deal for them to go. And, you know, they didn't finish first in the nation. No, but they went and beat a good team in, a, in the Blue Bonnet Bowl or the Liberty Bowl. I mean, look at David Basil talking about, you know, of course he talks about, you know, tackling Bo Jackson. But that went in the Liberty Bowl, that that meant a lot to him. Uh, you know, it, it's, it doesn't mean anything anymore because the playoffs have changed that. And, uh, and so I agree with you. I think it's just inevitable. I think they'll, they'll be gone. I mean, the bowl system – will just be gone. They'll get those they'll they'll find what new ways to incorporate all those sponsors into the playoff system is what they'll do. They'll just they'll figure out yeah. ways for them to sponsor the different rounds or something like that. But um but yeah, I think you know and, and look, I mean they're having a hard hard time finding sponsors. I mean, look at the way the sponsors cycle through in bowl games too. It was the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl some yeah like a couple years ago. Duke like Mayo, yeah. I mean, Coles got out of doing it. I mean, you know, at least was, the Liberty Belk Bow. Um, oh, Belk. Belk. Sorry, I Belk. Belk, Belk Bow. Jeremy Sprinkle loved the Belk Bow. Yeah, he loved too much. Yeah. Hey. He loves his shopping spree, didn't he? <sighs> but uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's. I think it's. It just, there, 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 just it's time to put it out to pastor. I mean, it just yeah. it it's. It, it's like all like everything it's like it's ran its course yeah i mean if it was just it was just a 12 team playoff that's one thing um but it's also the portal and with the portal you you got teams playing without a quarterback i mean we would have had malachi singleton and in Chriswell. that's what yeah. we'd have you're going into it um yeah. but anyway well the big news did break um, KJ Jefferson is in the portal. Yeah, where do you think he's going? I, Miami. He he seems to be a polarizing figure in Miami. Um, like 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 there are people that are like, oh yes, yes, yes. And there's people that like despise him already. Yeah. Um, I mean he's like the bite, and he ain't even touched foot there. Um, I've heard UCF as a possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and then T was it TCU? I heard. Yeah, Chandler Morris has entered the transfer portal at TCU, and so that would put him and Browse back together. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most natural. But to be honest with you, I think 
I think that's bad for his future. Yeah. I think I think you can write him off as an NFL quarterback because he'll go there, he'll put up good stats. But I think he's going to show that he can't. I think if he went to South Carolina, I got Dow, Dow Loggins has enough in, enough NFL pro-style stuff in his offensive system that they would, you know, the NFL would look a little closer at him the next year if he put up some good stats. I think at TCU he might put up better stats because he's going to be in Brawl's system and he's going to know it so well. And he's going to be surrounded by some good players. Yeah. But uh I don't I don't think he'll um uh, I don't think he'll help himself in the long run if he goes there. But no, I think I, that's where I, he may I, end up. And my my mind was racing whenever you asked me that question. I could I and I didn't think I, I do think he probably winds up in South Carolina. Um, you got Coach Step there. You got Coach Loggins. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got two coaches he's familiar with, and um, and I, I just I think you're you're right. If Loggins can find the balance there, and then he's reunited with Rocket. I don't know. Trey was I think Trey Knox. He may be coming back this year. So yeah. So it's not like he's got another year or not. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's either he he may have a super senior year if he's got anything. Yeah. I, I'd have to look it up. But now that being said, so you know we're gonna have a new Q- QB one on the hill next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a little bit of Chriswell. Um, just a little bit. We haven't seen anything of Malachi Singleton. Um no. Other than his mom is very complimentary of how he does in practice. Yeah. Uh, that's what I read on Twitter anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah. Heck. Um you have uh was it Green? Am I I'm I'm yeah, far- kid from uh Boise. Kid from Boise he was a starter at Boise. He didn't exactly light the world on fire at Boise. No, he he's had- a he's a you know he's a Matt Jones type. Uh, he's long striding. Uh, he's not gonna. He's got kind of a weird throwing motion, kind of like Matt Jones, but he's got a better arm than Matt Jones did. Well, um, not saying much. No, but he's not he's not quite the runner Matt Jones was either though. He's not as. He's not as electric as Matt Jones was, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's Matt Jones, but um, he just rem- he'll remind you a lot of Matt Jones when you watch him in highlights. I think no. I, I can't remember. We may have talked about this last week, Clint. Uh, I think there'll be a, I think it'll be a three man race. In well, the I fall. do too. That, and that's what I'm. So, so who do you think QB one next year? Um. I'm going to say uh, Criswell for his arm strength. Okay. I think, I think, uh, I think Bobby's going to really like his arm strength. Now, I don't, once again, I don't know much about Malachi Singleton. He may end up being it. And you got KJ Jackson coming in as a freshman. Yeah. Um, you know, so that'll be the four guys, uh, you know, four main guys, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be a three-man race. No, I, think, I think it's going to – you're going to have – this is the first true quarterback battle you've had. KJ was so much better than Malik Hornsby, and they had to see that yeah. early. There probably hasn't been a quarterback battle since – there hasn't been a quarterback battle since Sam Pittman got there. I mean, let's just be just downright honest. It's the first time you have it, and, you and you know, Sam Pittman knows his job's on the line. I mean, Pittman's a lot of things, and Stupid's not one of them, so he's not going to play favorite. 
It's who he think can win. Who he thinks he can win games. You know, there's a lot of people upset probably that Singleton didn't get in against Missouri. Mm-hmm. My theory on that was we all saw what kind of game that was. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to subject a true freshman to that. Yeah, and that a hundred percent. He didn't want to hurt his confidence. Yeah, you know, no, Criswell's older. He could take it. You know. Um, but no, yeah. I th- I think I I just think I think Bobby's gonna like Criswell's arm because Criswell's got a cannon. I mean, he's he's got it. Criswell's got a better arm than KJ. Uh, he's he doesn't have some of the other things KJ had. Okay, I'm not once again, but he's got he's he's got a rocket coming off his right shoulder. And well, uh, we're not one of them. We're not one of them podcasts that's sitting here talking about how. Uh... How, how the, the people just seem to have just dismiss KJ like he was not a very good quarterback. Yeah, no. KJ's a great quarterback. Yeah, oh yeah. He, he's a great quarterback, and y'all that you keep trashing him on on social media, you're just wrong. Um, yeah. You're just you're just wrong. He played hurt for you last year, and then you you pretty much lose both games. He's out, and a healthy KJ wins you two or three more games last year. Yeah, this year. I don't care if you had the mixture of Tom Brady and and Lamar Jackson back there. No one could have done anything with this offensive line the way it was. Yeah, nobody could have. Uh, well, I'm telling you too, Clint. I've you know I've heard some of the uh, we've got some offensive linemen that are being recruited. Uh, yeah, that are signing. And I heard one of them interviewed on the Zone yesterday, and uh, he's from San Jose State. And I tell you, his interview was impressive. He was an impressive sounding guy. Now, his stat was um, he's a left tackle. He played eight plays of high school football. No, I'm sorry, eight games, eight games of high school football. But he was playing during like COVID and all that. San Jose State offered him off of those eight. He was a he was a basketball player and a tennis player. And his brother talked him into going out to play tight end for this high school team. And he was playing tight end and he went to some camps and stuff in California at San Jose State. And they offered him, they told him they were going to move him to offensive line. And uh apparently he did well at offensive line at San Jose State. And he's one of the top portal guys. And we got him and uh He's going to be a tackle, and he's was a really, really – sounds like a neat guy, really good interview, um, sound like just a really neat guy. So, they're sounds like they're getting some good portal guys. Uh, well, I th- you, you don't it, – It's it was unfair to judge KJ in the receiving core by last year, just in my yeah. opinion. Um, and that, you know, the offensive line was just that – they were that bad. Yeah. And they 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 were and they, it was sad you know but I think you got the portal guys obviously coming in um, had I mean you seem to have a little pipeline from Georgia yeah um, we got that uh was it a cornerback from Georgia got a five, five star five star linebacker and five star corner cornerback yeah um, out of high school I mean they rate them four star one of them a four star portal guy though may have been a five star portal yeah I don't know how portal rankings go yeah uh, but. Um, but yeah, they the yeah, two two guys from Georgia um mm-hmm. came in. You know, one of them definitely that's your poop hall replacement. Yep. Uh, 
looks like Singletary's coming back and you got this five-star from Georgia coming in. So you got to feel good about the linebacking core to a degree. Um, I feel pretty good about the secondary and I feel with, you know, you got, you got some studs coming back on the defense line. So I feel, I really do feel confident with the defense. Yeah. Uh, If you can figure out and you've got the receiving core coming back, you got, they should just all be another year better. You got Broden, um, Armstrong, Tesla, Santanga coming back, Wilson. So you've got that. And then you've got, don't you know that Bobby's going to use Santanga better? Yeah. And then same thing with Haas and, and, and Ty Washington. I mean, I definitely see some two, yeah. two hot sets. I think Bobby's got, Bobby's got some toys to play with. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it and I think Bobby, if nothing else, will be able to take. And this wasn't what we were going to talk about, but Bobby's going to be able to take. He's going to be able to take a lot off the plate. Mm-hmm. And Pittman, and I mean, he really, he really is because he Pittman probably felt like he was a babysitter some last year. Yeah. And then I think, and I think it seems like everybody's really excited about the offensive line coach hire too. I like. Uh, yeah, I, I think Mateus yeah. is going to be a great hire. Uh, I think he's. I think that was a definite upgrade for sure. So oh. I sent you, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I sent you another video, video bud. This one was a little bit different one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Chip Kelly. Yeah. Um, you told me to have it ready to play, and I dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you explain to the good people what's in that video? Well, maybe folks saw it, but Chip Kelly was in a press conference, and uh, he was being asked about NIL transfer portal things and and. Glenn, a lot of what he talked about is the same stuff that we've said on here. Yeah. Okay. He just pretty much said it in a in a kind of a different way and kind of called it by some different things, but it was pretty much the same thing. And he said pretty much that the that in that college football needs to separate from other sports. Hundred percent. And needs to go to a pro football model. He said it needs to be, he said there needs to be the power five teams. Need to the the top sixty four of them, and then like sixty four of the group of five, and they can you know they can play their own like leagues. He said, he said set it up. He said with conferences. He said with uh, he said to where he said we could play like seven games with play teams like on West Coast. Of course, he's at UCLA, so he's he's talking about you know from UCLA. He said we could play. Seven teams from the West Coast, and then, uh, you know, have just like the NFL does. You know, the NFL, you know, like say, um, you know, the the AFC North, I think is playing the NFC uh, West this year. Yeah, yeah, they, they rotated everything. So, they, so they're they're they'll play, they'll play every team in their conference twice during the year, and then they'll play all the teams from the NFC. Uh, West, and then next year it'll be another one. Okay, so um, that's kind of what he was saying. He was saying, you know, he's saying we could play seven teams from our conference, and then we could play a couple teams from the South or from wherever. He said, and then he said, um, and and this is I think where you you really kind of perked up on this. He said the players need to be. Uh, paid by the schools 
it needs to be like a revenue sharing from the TV contracts or whatever. And to get rid of the NIL completely to where the players are just paid by the school. And that way it can be organized and it can be equal to where, um, uh, to where, to where it's not, you know, well, I mean, just like with Arkansas. Okay. I mean, it, we've talked about it. One of the problems that we think is we look at Arkansas and we try to figure out what happened this year. Mm-hmm. One of the problems we could look at is say, okay, our quarterback is wearing $150,000 worth of jewelry and buying a, a nice Corvette car and the guys blocking for him don't have anything like that. They're thanking us for coming in for on the for letting them come into the podcast for two hundred dollars. I mean, yeah. That, so, uh, yeah. Well, they're, they're like, "Hey, man, thank you." My they're jumping at opportunities for that. Okay, yeah. and so um, that's that's made it tough. I mean, that's what Sam Pittman's talking about when struggles in the locker room. Okay, I and mean, that's to me, that's what it's probably coming down to. Imagine put yourself in that situation, and so. What Chip Kelly was saying was, look, put them all under the same. And he said, it, and he did say they need a commissioner, uh, which I don't know if it necessarily has to be a commissioner. I think it could be done by, well, it probably needs some kind of commissioner. I, but I just hate to see someone make as much money as Roger Goodell makes because he makes way too much money for the job he does. And I've said it for years. Like, football needs to be separate mm-hmm. than CAA. I mean, and and that's what and Chip Kelly was said. He said, "Look, he said our volleyball team doesn't need to be playing." A hundred percent. He said our volleyball team needs to be playing Arizona. You know, he said they need to be playing teams closer to us. Yeah, because that because man, man, we've all been in the airport and seen like I was in Vegas not that long ago and I saw, uh, um, I don't know what they were, but they were a bunch of very tall women from Miami. Mm. We're in there, you know, they're they're flying commercial. They're not chartering the plane to fly the girls from you. I mean, it makes no sense for UCLA to play Rutgers. No. It's all about the football kind. I mean, is the the I know there's also there's a lot of money in basketball, but it's not quite I mean, all these realignments happening because of football. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, you had uh, Jim Beheim, he was like when Syracuse joined the ACC and left the Big East, he's like Guys, you know what this is about. This is about- well, in well in basketball, Clint. Think about it. They play twice a week. Yeah. So, you know, like say when Arkansas plays on Saturday, <laughs> or let's just say UCLA, if they play on Saturday, and a lot of times they play late at night, right? So let's say they play a late night game on Saturday at home, and then they play on a Wednesday night. You know, they're going to be in the Big Ten next year. So let's say they play Wednesday night at Michigan. You know, that's a lot of travel, you know, like with Arkansas, when Arkansas plays Ole Miss on a weeknight, you know, they can be home in two hours with a plane flight. You know what I mean? Like, so they can be back home and in their bed in two hours, actually. Um, But when you're playing across country, like they're going to have to do, like even basketball, that's a lot of extra travel. You know, with football, you're playing once a week, so we can be done. And you're playing on Saturday. And they kind of girls lacrosse. Oh yeah. No, or, or whatever. You know, the volleyball, the girls' volleyball team. I mean, it's just, it, it's not, it's not right. Yeah. Uh, and so football, you play once a week. It's easier. Yeah. 
So I just it, well, and you, and you were bringing up, and you brought up too that if the team, if the kids were paid by the school, which that's something I've said, okay, and I've I've said it in a way. I realized when Chip Kelly was saying it, I was probably saying it in a way that wasn't as clear as I'd like to have been. Cause he said it more in a way, you know, he's like, look, cause I wasn't talking about revenue sharing when I said it, but to me, that's what, that's what should have happened from the get go. The school should have started paying them. But here's the thing. If they, if they become, if they become employees of the school, then like you brought up, that means they could be under contract contract. I was going to say that SMU have it right all along. Um, <laughs> they were back in the good old days when they're paying yeah. the under the tables. Yeah, and them kids had contracts. Yeah, which was was illegal back then. But yeah. here, as, this was before KJ ever got in the portal, so I don't know what the numbers up to now. You have was one hundred six, you know, like one hundred twenty ish Division One schools, right? Yeah, give or take one hundred thirty three. Hundred and thirty-three, I think so, something like that. There remember was, we were like one hundred and thirty-one on defense last year, and we were last. Oh yeah, and past so, defense. Okay, we so one hundred. Let's say there's one hundred and thirty-five. Just for there's yeah. one hundred and thirty kids in the uh, quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Yeah, and this is where KJ had in that, which has been Arkansas may would have been one of the only schools without a quarterback in the portal. Yeah, you know, and that you know, and so. I mean, Texas is in the playoffs, and they've got a they've got a quarterback in the portal. Yeah, I mean, it just it's ridiculous. Well, and it's, back to if the players had contracts, yeah, that that would you could at least curb some of this crazy transferring every year stuff. Yeah, you know, well, you, I mean, you could stop some of that. You know, you at least make it, you know, a two year contract or something like that. That's hard to say because then you say, well, coaches don't have that, you know, then they can go, but they have buyouts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, enough, but I mean, what's the big, but then what happens if you're like, if you're Alabama and you're like, look, I really like this Luke Haas kid. What's your buyout kid? Yeah. $500,000. Like, all right, we're going to give you what you're in. Like they can come out and they can all be yeah. buyout. But it's just it, it it's a problem, and you know we had Coach Mullins on here several times. He goes, I know so many football coaches, and they're miserable. Yeah, and they that's are. and that's what's important. That's why Chip Kelly said all this, folks. Is he is these coaches are not happy with what's going on? They're they're not happy with it, and um, they're it's making it hard for them to do their job, and they want it to get fixed. You know, that's why Matt Rule's saying what he's saying. That's why Saban keeps saying the stuff he's saying. They want it to get fixed. They want something new. And Chip Kelly said on the um, Pat McAfee show, saw him interviewed on there, and he was saying that, you know, he said, look, he said, because McAfee was like, Coach, are you going to serve on a committee to do this or whatever? He said, no. He said, but there does need to be some coaches. He said, get people like – he said, get Sankey on there. He said, I respect him. And he said, get uh he he mentioned someone else that was athletic director or whatever. But then but then he said, but get like a David Cutcliffe and uh uh he mentioned some other older coaches that 
we're kind of retired now. Yeah, um, because these guys are because you know these guys like Coach Mullins, they're still in the game. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 still they're not in the game, but they're in the game. They people talk to them and people pick their yeah. brain. You know, when I need advice on something, you know, I've got mentors that I call, and you know, they're people that that are calling David Cutcliffe, like picking his brain about this. And same mm-hmm. thing with former and, and some of these other old coaches. Uh, Houston Nutt probably gets his brain picked from time to time. Yeah. Um, they, they, they've got their finger on the pulse, and I think that's a, that's a way to do it. But the way we're doing it right now, it, there needs to be it, – it's got to slow down. It, yeah. I don't – it's not sustainable because, Travis, we're recording this on Wednesday. What was today? National Signing Day. Does anybody care? Yeah. No. I mean, I didn't even realize. I mean, it used to be, man, on National Signing Day, I was tuning into the buzz. I knew who we were signing. You know, we had a couple kids that one, you know, a couple guys that were after that, you know, in Arkansas that we didn't get, which is yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. But it's just like it's like, man, it's like yeah. I mean, everybody's focused on the portal because you're like, well, you know, if it don't work out in a couple of years, you know, you can just come right back. That's right. Or, you know, it's just that's the way everybody is. It's almost like, would you rather get the first shot at them or the second shot? Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the reality, is like this isn't your only shot at the kid. Yeah. Something eventually a kid's gonna hit adversity. Yeah. And if he listens to the wrong people, you can get, you know, it's like you can either fight through it or you can just walk away. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, uh, but I think the portals killed the the thrill of national signing days. Like, well, is he yeah, we got him now, but is he gonna is this true freshman gonna wait around two or three years while he's having to sit behind uh Kudis or you know, yeah. whoever? Yeah. Well, Clint, uh, I got to tell you something crazy happened to me. Right. All right. Uh, do you ever have dreams? Yeah, I have a dream. You I mean, you, I look back when I was a kid. Dream. I ain't had one. I get dreams quite a bit, and I've, I've had a, a lot here lately. And uh, you ever seen the movie Inception? I have seen with Tom Tom Hardy and Leo. Yeah, Leo. Nolan, correct? I think so, maybe, yeah. You know, and it talks about the dream within a dream type deal. Well, I had that the other night. Okay. Okay. And and it brings me to talk about what I want to talk about here for the as we finish up the podcast. Uh, I had a dream that I was sitting at a bar, which while Doesn't... I was sitting at a bar, I'm like the least likely person to be sitting at a bar. Okay. But I did watch a lot of cheers. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm sitting at this at this bar, you know. All I know is I was sitting there, and I could see the bar in front of me. And someone walks up and sits beside me, and it's Mike Leach. And I tell myself, Mike Leach is dead. Did you think you had died for a moment? Like maybe, like no. I mean, I know you're very, I know you're a preacher and you're very religious, but did it cross your mind? Like, no, I wasn't thinking I died. I I was just very aware that he was dead. Okay. And so then I said to myself, I must be dreaming. So in my dream, I realized I was dreaming. Right. But then what happened next was this. And this is true, y'all. This I'm not making this the same up just for podcast story. I said, but I got a chance to talk to Mike Leach. Yeah. 
Even if it's all in your head, it's still it's an opportunity to talk to Mike Lee. I'm gonna see what he says. <laughs> that's that's what went through my head. That's what that's what went through my thinking there as I was sitting there next to Mike Leach in my dream at a bar. So I start talking football with Mike Leach. Yeah. Now I don't remember much of what we talked about. I, my my memory of the dream kind of goes from there. Okay. Probably his knowledge of the wing tee. Um, more than likely, yeah. The flex bone offense, yeah. But uh, so that, that got us thinking, okay, if you could sit down at dinner with three sports people, okay? Football minds. We'll say, foot, we'll say football, right? Yeah. Football, football minds. Three football minds that you could uh, sit and talk sport talk football with you know three of them so it's like a dinner party right yeah are we gonna do you want to be off the wall we don't want to say like nick saban no no would you would you want to say they can be alive or dead or what yeah you can either way but just they can't be like obvious you know not two of them like off the radar off the okay because my number one i tell you my first guy i'm invited to dinner we're doing three of them right yeah, yeah. Tony Romo. Okay. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, uh, Tony Romo, he was either undrafted free agent or very late round pick from an FCS school, if I'm not mistaken. Eastern Washington. Yeah. So at the very, at the best, he had, a, he was, uh, no, that's not a Mac school. I don't know where they'd be, but he, he was out of Eastern Washington. Just made the Cowboys because it was cheaper to keep him than Clint Stern. Yeah. Those players started, they had to pay in the veteran minimum. They would have played, paid Romo um, the rookie minimum. And he worked his way on up to being the franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And then he gets beat out by Dak Prescott. Dak caught fire his rookie year, and he just um, – if you want to see how a man takes a benching, watch Tony Romo. Yeah. Um, and he's at the tail end of his career, and then he's trans- transitioned to a uh, – I love his broadcasting. I think he's he's probably the best color man in in the business right now. Yeah. So I, I really I I would want to see because he sees it. You know his ability to look at a formation goes. Look, this is what they're probably going to do. Yeah, yeah. It just it, his mind. He's cut it, back on that a little bit, hadn't he? Yeah, but I think he, they told him to a little bit. Yeah, but he he's still pretty good. But to see how he sees the game. Mm-hmm. I, I think he would. I think he'd be a fascinating one to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my first one would be none other than the greatest running back of all time, Jim Brown. It's a good one. You know, and part of it because uh, just to hear him tell why he quit early. You know, why he decided to end his career, you know, and go into movies and stuff. His experience doing movies, his experience in race relations and civil rights stuff. Um, and the people that he's been around, you know, through through doing stuff in, in civil rights and all that. I mean, just, I mean, the stories he could tell there. And then in lacrosse, you know, his ability in lacrosse that he had. Um 
I mean, he, you know, a lot of people say he was better at lacrosse than he was at, at football. Yeah. He, uh, I think he says that he's better at yeah. lacrosse. And so, uh, yeah, man, I, I, he would be a fun one. I think, I think a fun one to talk to and, uh, you could definitely get some wisdom from him for sure. All right. Who's your next one? Well, I believe he has passed away. Uh, and I, and when you, when I changed my mind here on this one, cause I had a few different ones in my head, but how about talking to buddy Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got <laughs> two boys that have been great defensive coordinators in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he coached a football team with a head coach that he hated. Uh, yeah. And they won the and they and one of the best teams ever. Yeah, probably the defensive coordinator for the greatest defense ever assembled that yeah. not that '85 Bears team. And he couldn't stand his head coach. Yeah, couldn't him and Didka couldn't stand each other. Yeah, uh, and buddy, buddy had him a good run. It, it, it was so bad, Clint. After they won the Super Bowl, the players lifted them both up on their shoulders. Yeah, and carried them off the field. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that he he'd be a good one. He he would be he would be a real real good one, and and obviously you know to see your your sons break break into the profession too and be highly successful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they're sure. obviously a little bit more successful than Rob, but yeah. still we're a long time defense coordinator in the NFL. I don't think they're even none of them are hurting for money. Yeah. So. Well, okay. Th- this next one. There, there was a couple of different people and there, and, but this one's kind of boring, but I would just love to pick his brain and just see, especially because I think he would give you so many details because his mind is so solid. Um, but Bill Belichick. Okay. Yeah. Now, part of this is selfish because look, he, he coached at Cleveland. You know, he was the coach there when, Art Modell took the team away. Um, and so, I mean, I'd like to hear some of that. Uh, hear some about all the coaches he had under him, you know, that have made a difference in the NFL and college now. But he's done it in such a way that's so different than everybody else. Um, I would I would really just like to – I know he's – you know, now people are talking about he's not as good as what everybody thought and all that kind of stuff you know, come on. Um, I just think I, I would, I'd love to sit down with him. And, that, and once again, that's kind of a boring one. You know, I probably should have thought of someone, but no, you know. you're no, you're good. Um, well, since you cheat and chip Bill Belichick, I'm going to name two here. Um, because this is the one that I'm leaving off my list and it's a sad one to leave off the list, but I'm thinking Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Like, it'd be fun to talk him, you know, with those Miami teams because he was the head coach in the Miami Swagger days. And then he also – he pulled off the greatest trade heist in the history of trade heist when he yeah. traded – we traded Herschel Walker to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, that was all Jerry's doing. Well, Jimmy took the credit for it. So, I, is it, and no, so that'd be another fun no, one to pick. Jerry right? took the credit for Jimmy's move, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, either either one. Uh, they both want to take the credit for it. Um, yeah. Everybody wants to take credit for the good decisions. No one wants to take credit for the bad ones. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that would be fun. And, you know, how, you know, his thought process at Miami and how he transitioned. Because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, 
a lot of college coaches that go to um, the NFL and they they don't work out, and he, mm. he did. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be interesting. But my number one guy is I want to pick the brain of Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I I, I freaking love me some Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um, just the way he recruits and and everything. Um, well, and he would be an interesting one because he's got you got the history with his dad too. Because Monty Kiffin, like I, for me, like I'd love to talk to Lane Kiffin, but I'd probably get more out of talking to his dad. <laughs> this is yeah. dad. His dad had been around so long and done so much, but yeah. Right. So who's your number one guy, Trev? Well, my number one is, I think, the most interesting conversation anyone could have, and he was in my dream. Mike Leach, <laughs> I, th I think a conversation with him, you're going to talk football, you're going to talk history, you're going to talk food, you're going to talk art, you're going to talk music, or whatever else happens to come up. So uh, I would, I would, that conversation with Mike Leach that I didn't get to have, or that I got to ha have a little bit of in the, uh, in my good old inception dream there. Um, I'd like to have a longer version of that and a real version of that. So yeah. that would be my, he would be my number one. And my honorable mention that I was going to have, I was trying to decide on my, on my Belichick pick. Cause you mentioned another one also, but um, was Bill Walsh. I'd, I'd like to, I'd love to talk to him. Uh, so, he, you know, he would be, uh, He'd be an interesting one too, with starting the uh, the good old West Coast offense. Well, folks, so that's our top picks. If you have a, you ever had a dream like that, a dream within a dream? Let us know about it. Uh, subscribe, like, comment. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching. However, you're getting this, and don't forget to subscribe, like, share. Look, folks, we need those subscribes, like, and shares. Don't just listen to me say that and. Go off and not do nothing. Do something about it, okay? Um, the more you do that, the more these videos and these podcasts get out there for people to watch and listen to. So anyway, Clint. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed in a friend and no aches and pain Lord knows I gotta follow his lead That's why I sweat when I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more Till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Oh, I sweat when I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see 